Hi guys, and welcome back to Be the Main Character podcast with Bianca. Happy Valentine's Day. I know I'm a day late, but I hope you had an amazing Valentine's Day. By the time you guys are listening to this, I am on my little cabin vacation with my boyfriend, which I'm so excited about. I'm recording this a day or early since we leave tomorrow, so today is Tuesday, tomorrow's actual Valentine's Day, and tomorrow's when we leave. This is my first time with a partner in a very, very long time on a Valentine's Day, but I'm super excited about the way we're approaching it, and I'll talk more about it in a later episode. I've decided that I'm going to keep my intros a little bit shorter, at least for this month, because I'm going to do like a big February wrapped episode, just because I feel like for the past couple weeks, my intros were going to be so long, and then I took a good look at it and I was like I can just compile this into one episode at the end of the month just because I had so many things I wanted to talk to you guys about so this will be part of that episode as well so that's what I'm doing for Valentine's Day just wrapped up my last shift of the week so now I am officially on vacation and very excited to be talking to you guys Um, After I get done talking to you guys, I have to do the everything shower for Valentine's Day. That's like a next level type of shower. That's like beyond the everything shower. So I want everyone to say a quick prayer for me that I don't die or pass out in the shower. Like I have to self tan. I'm putting on like the fake lashes, the whole the whole nines. But honestly, I absolutely love doing that kind of stuff. So as much as I might be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so time consuming. Like I love doing it and I'm doing it for me and for him, but mostly for me so that I feel good and look good for Valentine's Day. It's just like a very exciting time. And like I would do this before going on any vacation, big or small. So I am excited for the prep for it. I actually am like kind of ahead of the game for once. I started packing yesterday and I'm pretty much like fully packed. Not that we're going for super long, but still that's a win for me. So I'm very happy about that. But I hope however you are spending your Valentine's Day, it's full of love and good memories. Typically, I just spend my Valentine's Day with either friends or most of the time my family. My mom always gets me something on Valentine's Day. And I'm actually not going to be home on actual Valentine's Day for once. So I'm not going to see my family on Valentine's Day. So I'll probably go over this weekend once I get home just to recap and um, hang out with them for a little bit. Because it's typically a holiday I spend with them. But this is, like I said, my first time with a partner in a very long time. So since he's not going to hear this episode until after Valentine's Day, I'll tell you guys a couple of the things I got for my boyfriend. So we're going to an Airbnb cabin. And so I wanted to get us activities to do while we're there that would be like cute to do in the cabin. So I got us a FBI case file that you have to solve on Amazon. I'm sure you guys have seen it. I've always wanted to do it, but I just never have gotten around to it. And I feel like that's a perfect time and place to do it. So I'm really excited to do that with him. And then I also got a couples game. I think it's literally called the couples game. It's in like the blue and red box. Looks really fun. So we're going to do that as well. So those are like two of the gifts that I got that we can do there. I thought that would be perfect. Keep us entertained in a way that's not just watching movies or shows or anything like that. But getting into today's episode, which I am really excited to talk about, I've had this episode drafted for so long, I just haven't found the perfect time to make this episode, and I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about it. Obviously, not everyone's Valentine's Day is with a partner, um, and everyone's in different phases of life going through different things, so I felt like this was a good time to do 
somewhat of a breakup episode. So the title of this podcast for the week is The Best Revenge is None. I feel like everyone talks about the quote unquote revenge era, but they talk about it in the wrong light. They talk about it in like the make him notice you, make him jealous, make him see what he's missing out on. And I get where that stems from, but at the same time, that does absolutely nothing to benefit you in the long run. But I don't want this to be confused that the glow up phase is not elite because it most certainly is, but it's not in the sense of look at what you're missing out on. It's more in the sense of look what I can do without them. So yes, I will be going over some breakup advice, but for the most part, I want to be talking about the self-discovery phase that can emerge from said breakup. So starting with some of my breakup advice, my first one is block and bloom. And what I mean by that is I am a full-fledged believer in the no contact, no social media contact, no contact period, no texting, no calling, no no Snapchat, no, no nothing. I am a firm believer in cutting off all contact fairly quickly, whether the breakup was mutual, whether it was really messy, whatever it was, however it ended. At this point in time, both of you need to distance yourself from each other because it's going to be really hard no matter what. Like I said, even if it's mutual, I still believe in this. Even if you're on good terms, I just don't think that right in this moment, fresh out of the breakup, you guys need to continue communicating. And this is coming from a personal standpoint. Obviously, this isn't going to work for everyone. This is just my advice. Just want to preface that for the whole episode. But for me, I felt like, and I'm going, I'm going way back. I haven't had a breakup in a very long time. But for me, and I know a lot of others watching friends go through it, I feel like you can't move on from something that you're constantly seeing or obsessing about like checking their stories did they view your story do you still have access to their location who are they out with who are they talking like it's just like the runaround and it takes up so much time and energy for something from something that you just either broke up with went through a breakup with there's a reason the breakup happened allow it to happen and in my advice honestly just cut communication block and bloom so you use the block button doesn't even have to be in a mean or hurtful way it's just in order for you to move on and remove that from just social media and just your text messages in general just block and bloom my next one is find a healthy habit or a hobby to fill your time. So when I was going through a really bad breakup back in the day, I really leaned into going to the gym and I had been going to the gym and working out and in sports all my life, but I truly leaned into learning more about weight training and just fully getting into, you know, what a split could look like and just kind of diving deeper into it, um, doing less cardio, lifting more weights, lifting heavier weights, um, and just learning all about it. So that was my deep dive hobby that I used to fill and occupy my time. And it was something healthy and really beneficial for me and was something that is now just a basic routine in my life. Um, but at the time when you're learning something new, 
It's really exciting. It's encouraging. It's motivating. You dedicate yourself and time to it. And especially with strength training or just movement and working out in general, it gives you those happy endorphins. So if you are in a state where you're more sad or even depressed or you get those feel good endorphins that are going to last you all day and just make you feel so much better. The gym truly was just my saving grace during this time period in my life. It changed so much for me and still to this day years and years later it's such a foundational piece of my life and I can't imagine where I'd be without it and working out has doesn't have to be the healthy habit or hobby that you pick up it can be anything it can be something more social where you feel like you're around people you're less lonely that makes you feel good for me I've always been more of a person that deals with things internally by myself it's just how I am not that communicating out isn't a is a bad thing it's just that for a majority of the time when I was going through this period I was more of the internal person and the gym was my outlet and I absolutely fell in love with it. My next piece of advice is lean on your people. So backtracking on what I just said, reach out to the people that were there for you the entire time. You didn't lose your friends throughout your relationship or at least I hope you didn't. The people you love and the people that care about you and love you as well will be there for you in this time of need and they're there to support you. My biggest support system at this time was honestly my parents, especially my mom. I leaned on her a lot just for advice and guidance and honestly she was a big reason I got so into the gym and we were going to a lot of workout classes together. She was just my main support person, talked to me anytime I needed to and was just the ultimate mom. I'm so grateful I had her during that time, especially where I was so young. I really just needed my mom. You always need your mom. And yeah, so lean on your people, your sisters, brothers, friends, parents, whoever it is that you are comfortable and feel safe talking about the situation with. Lean on them and open up to them. It just feels good to talk some of the situations out and even hear someone else's perspective on it once in a while. If you feel like you have no one that you can open up and talk to about the situation or you just don't feel comfortable with it, honestly, and you guys know how much I talk about therapy, but I honestly recommend going to therapy. You're talking to someone that is a complete outsider that has no preconceived notions about your past relationships they are looking at it as a total outsider. So it's really good, A, to just be able to get everything out that you need to, the good, the bad, and maybe things you don't want to tell your parents or your friends, and B, to just have them respond from someone that wasn't around, that doesn't know your ex, that only knows your story, which can be a good and a bad thing. But They're looking at it as a total outsider and to get that perspective from someone is just so helpful because, you know, your family members can be swayed if they were also close with your ex or your friends can be swayed if they were also close with your ex so you feel like you can't tell them everything or maybe a lot of your friends are also friends with your ex. So it just makes for like a sticky situation, especially if you're in this situation, I highly recommend going to therapy because you're going to need to talk to someone outside of that friend group and therapy can be a really great thing. And then after the therapy or not after the therapy, after you get to the point in therapy where you're no longer talking to your relationship, it can just 
the conversation just can be swayed to improving you and your mental health in whatever way you can and just continuing on with those healthy habits, healthy communication, moving on to new relationships and what that's going to look like for you. So all in all, lean on your people and or I would recommend doing both leaning on your people and going to therapy. My next one is journal out your feelings instead of texting them. So I highly recommend going out, getting a journal right when this happens, or you can even use your notes app. And every time you feel the urge to text them or talk to them, especially if you're doing no communication, which like I said before, I highly recommend just journal it out as if you were to text them. Just everything you're feeling, put it out on paper, put it in your notes app and then just let it go. Pretend as if you did send it and just let it go. Obviously, you're not getting a response back, but a day later, you're going to be so happy that that is just out on paper or in your notes app and not actually physically going to that person, especially when you're trying to heal. And it just feels very releasing. You feel like you can just let it go afterwards. Like you got out what you needed to say, but it didn't affect your no communication rule. But you got it out, if that makes sense. My next one is invest in yourself, whatever that is. So I put health, skin, and happiness. Those were my three biggest investments. So for my health, I was getting really into the gym and working out and just taking overall better care of my body. And I was also getting into just eating a lot healthier foods and just healing my gut and healing my acne from my gut. Um, which leads into skin. I figured out how to calm down my acne and over a few months, I would say like four or five months, I almost completely cleared my acne and that gave me extreme happiness and the combination of the two just made me happy and just invest in yourself in whatever way that looks like for you. My this sounds silly, but a big thing for me was how my skin looked um, throughout a good portion of this past relationship. And it was something that always bothered me and something I just kind of put on the back burner. And then I got to really deep dive into this. And when I was just getting more into my health and vitamins and gut health and just doing more and more research on how I could help myself. This is also when I started Curology for the first time. I years later still love and use Curology and it's all because I was on this skin journey and I remember everyone talking about Curology for a really long time and I wanted to try it and that was like a big thing in healing my skin. I just remember I just remember <laughs> that being a pivotal point in my acne journey and yeah so fully invest in yourself whatever that looks like that's going to be best for you and just create your happiness do that. I think it's really important to remember during this time that you don't and you shouldn't try to figure out the why or the what if factors when you're past or when you're out of your relationship because you can't figure it out it's it's not about you figuring out the why honestly there's no resolution in that there's no no relief in that it doesn't make you feel any better to figure out the why or the what if like what if I had done this different or what if I had done this better it, the relationship was going to end. It was going to end. That's why it ended. And honestly, there's no reason in figuring out the why or the what ifs. It's just not worth your time and energy. I hear it a lot when people get out of relationships. They often say, I just want to know why it happens. Like, I just want to know why. 
is finding out why the relationship ended really going to make you feel any better? Like, genuinely think about that. Like, no matter what it is, if the relationship ended, I'm going to guess whatever explanation the other person's going to tell you is not going to make you feel any better. And you can honestly drown in the what ifs. What if I did this? What if he did this? It's just, it's honestly just a mind trap. So get out of that as quick as you can. The next topic I want to talk about is something years later, and I mean years and years later, like probably just figured this out within the past couple of years for myself is they win if they took away your sparkle and made you cold and dark. And this is a big reason why the episode is called The Best Revenge is None because I feel like sometimes when we go through a breakup, we isolate, we get really sad, we might get really angry, we turn away from our friends, we stop going out, you might even become depressed, you just get really angry with yourself, with the other person, with everyone around you. You're just, you're a little darker than you were before or you might say things it's just better if I keep to myself this is why I don't get in relationships this is why I don't open up to people I said those things for so long like this is why I don't trust anyone blah 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 because you're just so hurt whatever the situation is this is more along the lines of a relationship that ended badly you are just so angry with everything that you're like and this is why I don't do this I said that for years And I put up a lot of walls because of it that I had to break down over time because this was the energy I gave after was like the bad bitch energy. And as great as being a bad bitch is, still I am to this day, there's a there's a fine line between being a bad bitch and just being unresolved angry about whatever the situation was and to follow that up with just being absolutely untrusting of everyone and not just in new relationships but in friendships in real life it just affects you in such a big way and they win if that is the side of you that they got out of you by leaving does that make sense like if you had a sparkle before and now you're cold dark isolated untrusting they won. They took your sparkle away. I talked about this a lot with an energy healer and my therapist later after a breakup when I was in a place where I had not been, you guys know, I had been single for five years before I met my boyfriend. And a lot of those therapy sessions I had talked about, you know, I have been creating my ideal person. I really know what I'm looking for. I'm in a really good place. I'm really happy. I'm really good alone blah 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 and I would say you know I don't really know why I'm not attracting my ideal person why I haven't found that person into my life and they had told me that I gave off a very masculine energy and had my walls up so high that even someone that came around that was good for me that was my ideal person wouldn't know how to get to know me or get to me in general basically my energy that I was giving out was blocking off my ideal person because as much as I had thought I had healed I had still unresolved it's like that quote that we see running around that it's like you can go to the gym six days a week you can take all your vitamins you can drink all the water but if you don't deal with the unresolved shit in your head you're not well and that's pretty much what I was at I was probably in the best shape of my life my skin was clear I was happy I was happy and it's not to say that I wasn't happy during this period I was I had great friends I was in a good job like all the things were good 
but that doesn't mean that mentally you are always in the best spot and it honestly had nothing to do with the person in my past relationship it was and had everything to do with the person I became after my past relationship and someone that I was working with honestly said to me how are you ever going to attract your ideal person if you can't even inch open the door to let them in and I was like absolutely mind blown I was like oh crap you're right (laughs) and my thing was I had done all this work on myself I had become so happy independent and my thing was I don't want anyone to take away from all I've done so this was just a learning curve for me where you can let someone in without taking away from all that you are you are this new person and they get to see that side of you they get to see this great person that you have turned yourself into that is a better version of you they get access to that and they're gonna see your vulnerable side they're gonna work with you through your trust issues or whatever it is and they're gonna have their own you know demons in the closet everyone has them so it's just understanding that you can feel those feelings and then let them go and feeling your feelings and letting them go can be directly after the relationship two years after the relationship whatever it is or whenever you just have that urge to let go this can happen over and over again and I want to make it clear that this typically has nothing to do with the person like I said with the person that you broke up with it's typically the unresolved that happens afterwards and whether the relationship ended a day ago two years ago whatever feel your feelings feel them deeply and then let them go I was also the type of person that thought crying was a sign of weakness I for a long time thought my strength came through not showing emotion from dealing with things on my own from not crying and I was just building my walls up even further so if you need to cry to let something out do it freaking cry you're gonna feel so much better after but don't cry for five days don't cry for five days or maybe cry for five days but give yourself like a time frame I'm going to say like a day or two. If this is like fresh breakup, give yourself two days, maybe a week, and then be like, okay, we need to respectfully move on because this is not productive for anything. Crying and crying is not going to get us to move forward. It's not going to make anyone move on. Yes, we need to feel those feelings, but yes, we need to just let them go and continue on. And then moving into new relationships or just the dating scene after a breakup put more trust in how you will handle the situation than you put in them what do I mean by that I mean that heading into something new if you have trust issues abandonment issues whatever it is you need to be at a point with yourself so take this time with yourself that you trust yourself so much that you know you can handle any situation that happens meaning I can put more trust in how I'm going to handle any situation any breakup any heartbreak than I'm going to put in this other human being and obviously I'm talking about something fairly new I'm not saying like a five-year or two-year committed relationship at some point yes you're going to have a very good amount of trust in your partner at least that's the goal 
But until you reach that point, and always, always remember, no matter what, that you can always trust yourself and how you're going to handle those situations. This mindset really helps post trust issues with just the mindset of I can handle this situation no matter what happens, no matter goes what goes wrong or what goes right. At the end of the day, I have trust in myself that I will be able to handle this, move on from this, grow from this, learn from this. I have trust in myself and that kind of helps eliminate and move through not trusting anyone. I also want to talk about when you're going through your single girl phase. I absolutely loved being single. I really, really did. I think I learned so much about myself. I think I got so comfortable with myself. I think I manifested, created, and gained my ideal person into my life, which is my current boyfriend. And I think I met him at the perfect time. I think I met him in the perfect mind space. I just think it all worked out exactly how it was always meant to work out. And I'm so grateful for the time I spent just deeply and so independently devoted to myself, my growth, and everything that comes with that. But it's okay to be lonely during your period of being single. There would be times that loneliness would just hit me out of absolutely nowhere. And it would be in random moments. Obviously, I had amazing friends. I'm so close with my family. And it would even be in times that I'd be surrounded by these people that I loved and cared for cared for so deeply that I would just feel these immense times of loneliness and I couldn't really exactly figure out like a trigger or a pinpoint but it was just in moments where you craved a relationship a romantic relationship for whatever reason in whatever scenario I remember a big one and I think I've talked about this on the pod- podcast before but it was probably about three years ago. It was 4th of July weekend. I was at my lake house and I remember watching the fireworks that night and I was looking around and I saw all the kids together. I saw all the parents together. You know, there are a few people that are alone, but everyone had their their people or their person. And obviously my people at the time were my family, but I just remember my twin brothers having each other and my two younger sisters having each other and my parents having each other. And even though we all are so close, it just I just remember feeling like I was sitting outside of the loop and this had nothing to do with my family. We were sitting fairly close, but I just remember so distinctly looking around and in that moment moment feeling just this intense feeling of loneliness and craving a romantic companion in that moment and I don't know why I don't know and and that bled through the whole 4th of July week and it wasn't something super emotional or anything like that it was just that I was really craving that person to share memories that I had loved so much with someone and 4th of July is one of my favorite holidays and I think that had a big thing to do with it and I was at my favorite place which is the lake and I think I just wanted to share that with someone I also was at a point in my life where I had just graduated nursing school. I was studying for the NCLEX. I was about to start my full-time job once the summer ended as a new grad nurse. And I was just at a point in my life where I had finally stopped running, meaning I wasn't working three jobs. I wasn't 
working the craziest hours at the hospital. I still kind of was, but I wasn't working crazy hours at the hospital plus studying 24 seven. And I think I had finally found a break in my time where I was, could breathe for a second without thinking about school and just like honestly being so preoccupied with so many other things that I was like, actually, I feel like this is a time where I could invest and be with a significant other and have the time for it. And I had talked about my therapist to my, I had talked to my therapist about this and he said, it makes total sense. You've been running full speed ahead, no looking back. And now you have this moment of calmness and you're in a place where you're really happy with where your life is and you can see sharing that with someone else and it makes total sense. So you're going to have these periods in your life where you're happily single and you'll feel those feelings of loneliness and honestly journal it out as always and then continue living your life as your best self and I promise I promise the right person will eventually come along it might take some time from when you feel at the point where you're like okay I'm ready for a relationship to when you actually find your ideal person but honestly live in the loneliness for a little bit live in your single era and I swear it pays off this goes back to what I had talked about um, a couple weeks ago that there is a bigger plan we know nothing about there is a better higher version of you that is living your ideal life and you will meet up with that person eventually talking about your higher self and that higher self is in your ideal perfect relationship and they know it's going to hit you when you least expect it and you're going to be so happy fulfilled and you're going to also be in a spot where you are so comfortable being independent you truly and deeply know who you are so you do not lower your expectations and you're better at communicating now it's just this new person gets such a good version of you and how beautiful is that that not only do you get this version of yourself but you get to grow and be with someone that also gets to see this version of yourself i also want to talk about protecting your peace in the meantime so keep your peace and alert your friends and family that you're protecting your peace what do i mean that by that I mean, if especially if you were in a long-term relationship, most of the time that long-term partner you were with was close with your family, was close with some of your friends. Like I said, maybe you guys hung out in the same friend group. And a lot of the time, those people that are either mutual friends with them are going to want to tell you what that person's doing, who that person's seeing. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. This is, this is cutting off the no communication thing. You don't need to be informed about their job advancement. You don't need to be informed that they went on a date. You don't need to be told that anything. Honestly, you don't need to hear about it unless it's like a life or death situation. It really does not need to be told, especially where you have no communication with them. There's no point in having no communication with them and then hearing about their lives from friend A, B, and C. It's just honestly not worth it. And just having those clear cut boundaries with your friends like, hey, I'm doing no communication because this is what's best for me and this is what's going to help me heal and move forward. This is going to help me protect my peace. I really don't need to hear about whoever um, and everything they're doing. I'm not saying that you can't be friends with them. I'm just saying that this is a boundary I need to set in order for me to heal and move on and do better. 
Nothing against them, but I just don't need to be hearing about all the details of their life. It's honestly such a simple and easy conversation to have. And if those friends don't understand that, they're not your friends. And honestly, they shouldn't be going and telling you about every little thing and vice versa. They shouldn't be telling your life to the other person anyways. So I think that's just a really big communication and boundary piece that's super important because you could be doing great with the no communication and you could hear something like that and it just could totally throw you off, make you want to maybe unblock them or communicate with them or see what they're doing on social media or kind of watch behind the scenes. It's not healthy. It's not productive. It's not helping you move forward. So honestly, just set that boundary and keep it a clear cut boundary and kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about you know letting your walls break down a little bit having some trust you are impenetrable okay you are a human being you are not a brick wall you can be broken down you're gonna have moments of weakness you're gonna have moments of insecurities and where your trust issues are going to come out or whatever it is you're going to have those moments and that's okay because you are impenetrable you're not a brick house you're gonna have some faults some cracks some things that are going to come out come up just communicate them especially in new relationships I feel like talking this out with a new partner and kind of why you are the way you are and what you've done to heal can kind of give them an idea of how to help you and also where to come from in different senses of things like if you have trust issues and you're like you know what I've healed I've worked on it you know I'm a lot better at this but I just would appreciate if you did whatever whatever that is that makes you feel a little bit better and gives you a little bit more of a sense of trust and you communicate that with a new partner I think that's a huge big thing and I think that's something vulnerable and healthy to share with a new partner and just honestly helpful for the two of you things are allowed to hurt you and scar you and I think realizing that that's okay and that it's gonna happen just makes you feel a lot lighter and also in future relationships in past relationships whatever it may be you should not have to beg the universe or God or anyone for something that is not meant to be if you're absolutely begging and praying and hoping and you shouldn't have to do that much work for someone that loves you and wants to be with you and should be with you. You shouldn't have to beg anyone for that. So if you're begging and pleading and hoping and ugh, the, it's time to let it go. And it's easier said than done and I totally understand that. But think about how much energy you're putting into begging for something and it just it doesn't make sense there was a point in time where I thought that manifesting something back into my life was like the elite thing I could do like oh look I what's meant to be is meant to be and I can manifest it back nope that's not how it works when the universe removes something from your life it is removed taken out because it's supposed to be because you learned your lesson lesson learned and the universe said okay that was your lesson out if it's not meant to be it's not going to stick around nothing meant for you is going to pass you by I've said that before and I will continue to say it again because nothing that is meant to be in your life will pass you by or be taken out 
So if you think you met your ideal person and it didn't work out, it's taken out of your life. That's because it was not your ideal person. That was not your person. Lesson learned, and I know it sucks because I know there's some people, some of you going through it that are like, I have learned five lessons. I'm done learning my lessons. Like I, I, I know, and it sucks, divine timing. I'm telling you, it all works out eventually, but it's happening that way for a reason. We just might not understand it right now, but I'm telling you, down the road, you'll be like, oh, I, I know why that happened, and I understand the lesson now, even though it's really hard in that moment or was hard in that moment I get it now so remind yourself if you have to beg the universe for something it's not meant to be if it was meant to be it would not pass you by and another point I think is really important to keep in mind is they will be who they are no matter what you do and you have to be okay with accepting that release the concept of thinking you can control it all People are who they are. Yes, they can change, but they will change on their own time when they're ready to change and they will change for who they want to change for. And you have to be okay with the idea that that person is probably not you. It honestly has nothing to do with you or who you are as a person. It is solely about them. I think the biggest thing that helps is understanding that it has nothing to do with you and that you are not taking ownership and responsibility for whatever actions or whatever person they're being and thinking that it has something to do with you and really it just it's their own journey that they're gonna have to go on and a good majority of the time a breakup has nothing to do with the opposite person if that makes sense so either the one calling it off or whether it's mutual it usually has nothing to do with the actual relationship and really with the independent people. And moving on from this, you can learn from your mistakes. And I'm not even saying mistakes you made in the relationship. Yes, of course, you can grow into being a better person in a relationship. But for your own sake, you can learn from mistakes of the person you were with or just not accepting people for who they truly showed you they were. And you can set clear boundaries and expectations moving forward. I actually talked about this the other night with a group of friends, but we were talking about, um, you know, big lessons we had learned from relationships. And my biggest one was when someone shows you their true colors, believe them because that's exactly who they are. And don't ignore the red and by the red I mean the red flags like don't just be blinded by love or feelings or emotions just to see what you want to see see the full rainbow of who they are and accept who they genuinely are as a person and if that is truly the entire person who you want to be with and if it's not get out of the relationship it's just a way of being so honest with yourself like am I really with this person for the right reasons am I ignoring the red flags am I seeing who they are and creating a false reality or a false hope of who I want them to be or am I seeing right in front of me the person that they are not the person I hope and aspire that they turn into I think that's so important with moving into new relationships like are you creating a fictional person in your head and not actually seeing what's sitting right in front of you I think that's so so important that's something huge that I've learned is just looking at the person they are showing you 
and it can take a few tries. It can be hard, and you can avoid the red when you're lonely, and I'll say it, even desperate. Try your absolute best not to, and the second you click into the realization of, oh, this is not it, leave. And the last thing I want to end with on a good, happy note is that the past never gets access to the new version of you ever. And how beautiful and brilliant is that? That you get to leave that part of your life and that person that you were behind and you have bloomed into this beautiful new person with those past experiences to learn from, but they don't they don't own you anymore. They don't control you anymore. They don't make up who you are now. You get to choose who this version of you gets to be now. And that's just a beautiful thing. I am beyond proud of the person I've become in so many ways. And the sister I've become. in the partner I've become. and the friend that I've become. And I only get better with every day. With new experiences. With learning. And I'm just so grateful for past experiences that I've had but I know that they no longer have any real significance except that they were lessons and I just think it's so powerful that the past doesn't get access to this new version of you. I think your mindset is one of the most powerful things and I think that learning how to have control over it and learning how to grow it year by year is so strong and so important. And I hope this episode kind of showed you how you can rewire some parts of your brain to move on, even if you're not going through a deep breakup or anything along those lines, or maybe you're on a healing journey, maybe maybe you're in your single girl, girl era, maybe you're in a new relationship like I am. And it's always just good to hear and be reminded of these things, especially I know this isn't the most Valentine's Day episode, but a lot of what I talked about is just so important to self-love. And at the end of the day, I will always love myself the most before I go and love everyone else, because if I don't love myself, how is anyone else supposed to love me? And I think that's just a very important message to get across, especially during Valentine's Day. Like I said, whether you're having it alone with someone else, with your family, at the end of the day, the core is that you love yourself so deeply that you're able to give out love to others. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you gained value from it. And I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's Day, however you spent it. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. I hope you have an amazing Thursday, an amazing rest of your week. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.